1: Live on SEN Top End 16.11am, this is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn, Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.
2: SEN Fridays in the Top End, thanks to Rain and Horn, Darwin. We will love your listing. Remember that the full shows and interviews like the one we did with Malcolm Crawford and, of course, our discussion on Lance Buddy Franklin will be available on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts under Fridays in the Top End. Um, of course, remember to text us 0426 That's 0426 We did get a text, Robbie and Raf, we, and it's a great text. It's a local one. Mark from Moyle said, Who will be in the NTFL Grand Final this season? Robbie, we've spoken a little about the NTFL already. We will, mm. we will answer that question. But I'm going to start with you, Raf. Who, in your opinion, will be in the NTFL Grand Final this season?
1: Uh, well, obviously, you, you always put last year's winner. It um, would be your, your outright favourite at the moment. Um, you know, if they get that same squad back and and Ryan is is what he's put together over the last couple of years, um, you know they're definitely going to attract a, a, a good list again. Um, so they're probably my front runners. Um, but other than that, it, I think it's an open part. Um, to me at the moment because I haven't really had a look at the Saint Mary's team and who they've recruited and and whatnot. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's this um, Waratahs is clearly stand out for me at the moment.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to find a reason to not go with Southern Districts versus Waratah, but I find it a little bit difficult at this stage. I think Waratah have things sorted, and I think they will go and rebound pretty strongly. I don't think there'll be that Premiership hangover. Perhaps at stages they might look a bit shaky, but I think Ryanairs Ayres um, is a professional coach and he'll get them going. Likewise yeah. with Shannon Ruska, um, I can see Southern Districts competing again and being around the mark. St. Mary's, you know, I'm not going to go through every club here, but St. Mary's clearly, you know, if you look at their history, you would be a silly man to bet against them. Um, I think we have a difference in opinion, Robert, and we will talk about this in the following weeks as we lead into the NTFL season, but right now, August, the Fourth, I think we have a difference in opinion on where we see Pint. I see them mm. as a team. I think they're going to finish closer to the wooden spoon than the Premiership. You have them at this stage at number three, um, or you know maybe that's flexible, maybe that will change. But at this stage, I think they're going to go. I think they'll have a worse season than last year at this stage, which is a bit bit harsh on them because they're preparing for it and they've got a lot of in- imports and stuff like that. But I think they might start struggling a little bit with the um, their lack of players coming through regularly.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think. Um I I, th- I I agree and disagree with what you're both saying. I, I sort of think that Boratars and uh, districts are two clear standout teams um, with the money they're spending on recruiting as well that other clubs aren't. So I think that they're standouts. and That doesn't really matter too much. It's a top three system. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, oh, I've heard it very commonly. People say, oh, we need to finish top two. No, you need to finish top three. Yeah. Get your double chance. Um, I think that third spot's really open. Um, I think Saints are obviously the favourite to get it, but... I thought maybe Pints could have a better year. I thought last year they underachieved um, after seeing the list they had. Mm. Um, and I think most of those players are coming back, and plus more. So I'm sort of thinking... In fairness to you, Robbie, you are the one that have gone out on a limb here. Like,
2: mm. Pint have gone from... You're saying they're going to go from sixth to third. I'm basically saying they're going to stay at six. So I'm yep. not the one with the big prediction here. So mm. I always think the benefit of the doubt deserves to go with someone like you if you're the one making the prediction. I just don't... Think at this stage the preseason is going as well, or the recruiting is going as well as maybe some people within the club might have hoped a couple of months ago. That's that's my opinion, but I
0: suppose well, it's a wait and see. Yeah, well, they need to recruit pace, and if they've done that, then they can go get as many southerners as they want. Um, I don't think they had a local last year. It's interesting, In, hey? ma- yeah, Paddy Doyle, Doyle, sort of, who's them. been here ten years. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I don't think they're getting local pace, so they're getting uh, interstate pace, which is sometimes it can right. be. People think they're quick down south until they come up here. Yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> um,
2: so, you know, look, Mark um, from Moyle, I am going with <laughs> Waratah and Southern Districts again. So is Raf um, and Robbie, I
0: suppose. If you had a yeah. gun to the head, you'd have to probably say pretty similar, wouldn't you, at this stage? Yeah, definitely. If Saints recruit yeah. well, like Saints have some, you yeah. know, those top-end players still. Still, Lance the best player in the comp, it's always good when you've got the best player in the comp in your team. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I was yeah I was impressed with Dill Lance um, second half of the year as well. When he got tagged more often than, yeah. and he went forward and was very forward, dangerous. So yeah. And, and yeah. the teams couldn't go with him up forward. So, yeah, I'll be seeing him today out at Moline. So, oh, yeah. see what's going on Pass. on the recruitment front.
1: Pass, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Pass on our
0: regards, please. Right, I'll yeah. try my
2: best
1: too. <laughs> thanks for the um, text, Mark.
2: Um, So, uh, another bit of local news. Malcolm Roses has signed a two-year contract extension with the Gold Coast Suns. Good to see Malley get a little bit of stability with his football, given, um, you know, Stewie Jew's departure and a couple of other things. Doesn't matter what they say. I'm sure Malcolm would have felt a little bit of uncertainty uh, with Stewie Jew's departure because as a new coach, it brings that uncertainty. But he's now got two more years at the Suns. Sort of mean, not in and out this year. He's been in this team more than out. Was dropped Mm. a couple of weeks ago, but responded very well. I think he had 28 disposals and a couple of goals, playing in a midfield role back at the VFL level. So a player who I believe has the talent to play in the AFL, playing as a small forward at the Gold Coast Suns wouldn't be the easiest role. Um, but really good to see him rewarded with an extra two seasons.
0: Yeah, Um he got kicked a really good cr- cr- crumming goal against Brisbane. and It was really impressive. But um, obviously, yeah, that's great. But I wanted to touch on something we haven't actually got here and we've got the time to touch on it. But yep. I liked on the weekend the return to the key forward playing on the best defender. And I think it's been something that's just been happened where teams have put their lockdown defender on a gun forward and then had a Harris Andrews type that's just floated. And I thought it was a great coaching move for Ben King to go to Harris Andrews mm. um, and kick five or six on him as well. Um, and we've seen there's something similar with Kerno, you know, and Darcy Moore and making Darcy Moore defend. Mm. And Curnow getting he did get a couple of free kicks, but at the end of the day, he still kicked seven. And that's what the stat sheet says. Yeah. So I think that was really good to see that return. And it, I guess it just shows how good Sam Taylor is as well. Mm. Um who everyone's not really everyone's sleeping on, but he's starting to get some really good credit and bloke that's missed six games could make the All Australian side.
2: Yeah, well we spoke about that in Bali of all places, mm. Rob, when we were compiling our all Australian team on a serviette. Um, and our key defenders I believe we agreed on Darcy Moore and Harris Andrews at that stage, yep. but Sam Taylor has to be in that conversation. Yep. Um you know, it's a bit of a debate do you want those Darcy Moore Harris Andrews interceptors or do you want to structure up with someone whose main job is to beat their man and someone who does that very mm. very, very well which is Sam Taylor. So yeah, certainly up for debate that one but um but it is good like you said to see the return of the um of those big matchups is what we come to the footy for the old Kerry versus it's One, of my, yeah, it's
0: one of my pet eights. just even you watch the NTFL, it's like no one mans up mm. across half back and it's rough never manned up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you like the key forward,
1: key defender matchup, don't you, Ralph? Yeah, when I had to mate, I'd give him a bath every now and again. Definitely but did. <laughs> that dad come to me, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, you get the forward tag. Um, hey, Razorbacks Tracy Village have appointed Nigel Sibson as coach of its senior men's team. Sibson formerly coached the club in the 2019-20 season and is a premiership captain with the Manina and District Football League club Great Western. Great Western, by the way, Uh, that team, they kicked like 500-plus points in a single game a couple of years ago, which is like 79 or 80 goals or something. It was just ridiculous. And they had Jerry Cunningham, I think, kicked 21. Um, Brad Pallop, I mean, he kicked eight. And there was someone else. I forget who the third one was, but someone else from the islands. They combined for 42 goals in three games together. So in one game between three players I would have loved
0: so. just seen the side they played against there would have been some ultimate Rizzies oh, running around <laughs> mate, you have had, you have the
2: local baker the local school teacher the local whatever I reckon. the janitor would have been yeah, there. yeah yeah they would have been there too um, but he's been appointed Nigel Simpson so he won Great Western's Best and Fairest and Leading Goal Kicker Awards last year he used to play for the Tiwi Bombers as well um, he's their new coach interesting spot the Razorbacks, when there was mm-hmm. that amalgamation ten years ago, they were like the front runners to come into the NTFL Premier League. They had their home base set up. Um, now they are sort of. I wouldn't say in limbo, but they're sort of sorting out whether they're a Premier Reserves team or a Division One or a Division Two or where that is. A mm-hmm. um, bit of a broad, random question, Robert, but where do you see the Tracy Village Razorbacks? Do you think they're a team? Where's their role in NT football? Will they uh, eventually progress into the Premier League or do you think they're going to... Do you think that alignment with Tiwi might get a little bit stronger, given that their women's are there? Or can you see the Banks one being a long-term thing? Obviously,
0: you're a bit conflicted with how much you can yeah. say. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not too sure on that, eh, to be honest. It's not even being conflicted about it. It's yeah. just, I think they should be in Prem's reserves, to be honest. Yeah. But it just depends on the games and the way it's all structured now. Everyone's able to play each other. And if you play Tiwi Bombers in the Prems, you versus Banks in the Magoos. And that's sort of, um, so it works out fine that way. Yeah. If you add in TV, then it sort of stuffs that up a bit. So, um, But they won the flag last year and they're pretty strong. Just like Raf, Raf's team wanted to go up and they should have. They won the Div 2. Tracy Village wanted to go up. They should have. They won the flag. So, it's sort of telltale signs, really. Yeah. Um, I, I think they should go up. Raf, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I definitely think they belong in the um, Prem Reserves. Um, well, that's what yeah, Freddie Adams
0: said when we spoke to him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely. That's what and, he uh, wants.
1: But like you the said, um, the hardest thing is keeping it, it so that everyone sort of aligns their games to someone else and there's no odd numbers mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And, but that's that's the biggest problem the NGFL has. And Yeah, it's um, going to be, like I said and we said at the start of the show, it's, um, I don't even know what division I'm playing in yet <laughs> and where mm-hmm. we're at and what number, how many numbers are going around and... So it's a it's a definitely a, a big big uh, conversation that's got to be had.
0: And obviously right now we've got nine sides in both grades, and I actually enjoy the buy. I think it's a yeah. good um, refresher. The season can drag on. You have the holiday period as well. We have two weeks off. So it's very strange because everyone's probably, you know, had ten nights on it, and um, <laughs> then you go back into the season again. So yeah, it's, it's a very dangerous well, period. And <laughs> the first thing about the
1: bye is you, you, it allows your football club to actually pencil in a a, a, a definite function and hmm. have the whole team, um, the whole club buy in. Yeah. Um, and then that made it the hardest thing for us to two side last year because we were such an uneven number, um, <laughs> every function that our club put on, we mm. had to play that day or the next day, yeah. so we couldn't join in and actually, um, you know, celebrate the club uh, yeah. functions with, it, with our own team. So and <laughs> footy and
0: footy clubs need that. They need definitely you know functions yeah. and people putting Helps fifty to two hundred yeah, over the bar and, and
1: keeps it, keeps the club going.
0: Yeah, definitely. What's
2: the ideal setup for those three divisions? Because I think it's sustainable surely to have a Premier League, a Premier League reserves, and then like the rest, whether you call that a Division One or a Division Two or a C grade or Division Three, something like that. But basically, you have your Premier League, your Premier reserves, and then all the other teams. So you, the Sharks, um, which would be a, you know anyone's third grade. So it's Spartans, um, districts. Uni Rats, if they're still aligned with Palmerston, they can all be back in that division. Um, And then you have Jabiru Bombers, Tracy Village, some of these standalone clubs. So it might stretch out to an 11 or 12-team comp, Mm. but I think you can do that sustainably. Are there any clubs currently fielding four teams that would say they couldn't do that, like a district or something. I think most of these teams have three, and if so, they should just whittle it down to three teams. Yeah. That's still 70, 75 I think players. everyone's got three, hey? Three, yeah, I think, yeah. Then a three-tiered and, comp surely is the answer. Yeah. And
1: you look at last year, like, then you had a couple of teams that couldn't make the three teams, was, you know, Wanderers and Buffaloes, and that's where the Div 2 ended up with four. Four teams in it, so yeah, mm. definitely and, k- three teams. Is and max. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know
0: Wanderers are going again with another yeah, they're gonna, third they're side. To get, so so it's, hopefully it's they've got alarm it, yeah. bells. Buffalo's ambitiously put their hand up too for that third team. A lot of yeah. years, and then
2: you you go to training and they can't even field a Premier League team for the first four or five weeks of pre-season training. Yeah, like and that's not an issue. That's not even like an anti-Buffaloes thing or anything. That's every club. It's, it's, three. It's very hard to support three teams for an NTFL club, let alone trying to put in four. So I just well, think you have the three.
0: I'd rather much have ten blokes miss out on Prem's reserves, yeah. and you just you, as a Prem's reserves coach just have to juggle your bottom ten. Just sw- what yeah. keep swapping them around and refreshing, and then and having be, three teams. There'll be opportunity too if if you've got.
2: Players missing out, say in in bench reserves, and then it's like the old days. You go to Tracy Village then, or go yeah, to Uni Rats and try weeks, and so. yeah, and try and get go to a different club. Then and it's unfortunate because you lose players who might be good volunteers or good club people, but. That's just the nature of football, the nature of the game. You Keep can't accommodate everybody. Playing,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: interesting. Very, very good. I think we might go to a quick break so we can talk a little bit more about the AFL. Uh, there's yep. still plenty going on in local football, I think. Not local football, but territory players. Jace Burgoyne's been in really good form down in the sand. Full-brown and Parfitt's fresh off 40 possessions and a goal. Um, has been named emergency this week for Geelong. So we can talk about their futures. Some very, very good performances by our women's players. Eliza Morrison and Isabel Hartog, both featured in Port Melbourne's VFLW Premiership win last weekend. Dom Carbone, um, a bit of a personal favourite of mine, works very hard on her footy. Uh, VFLW Best and Fairest Award um, throughout the year, averaging 19 disposals and six tackles per game, so a very good effort uh, by Carbone. And then Rhiannon Bush, who played her 50th State League game uh, for Collingwood's VFLW in the grand final loss last weekend, so formerly of Sandville W Club Forward before joining the Pies. So, some of our territory women's players are doing some great things down south, and that'll only filter down to improving our competition up here. Plenty more to come here on SCN Fridays in the top end, 16, and 11 am. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing.